In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. We have several excellent readings today, two that really should spend a lot of time in, but we won't. We'll uh, only primarily spend our time in, in John's Gospel. And not so much, not so much with the conversion of Paul, which is uh, worthy of its of its own entire sermon. Um, the power of of what it is to uh, one who who's um, going to persecute uh, the the Christians um, in Damascus, getting letters to go off and, and on the way blinded, and Saul, who we know later will become. Paul, um, one, of the, one of the great apostles um, and, and author of many of the letters in the New Testament. And so, um, but this, this, uh, this passage that we read is dramatic uh, change of life, change of heart, change of mission. And that does fit into the John Gospel as well. And so we'll focus more on, on Peter and primarily because we've been talking about John all through all through Lent. We've been reading the Gospel of John all through Lent. Um, now in Easter season, we're reading the Gospel of John um, during church and, and, coming, and coming together um, in this final uh, resurrection appearance of Jesus, which mimics much of what's already been go- going on. You can, you can see um, in this passage... Uh, many of the things that have already taken place, the feeding, the fish, and the loaves, uh, mimics the feeding of the 5,000, which was in John chapter 6. The 153 fish, sort of the calling of the disciples, uh, so to speak, as well, that, that, that are in the Gospels of Luke, and Matthew, and Mark. Um, you, you'll be no longer, uh, you will no longer fish You'll fish for people, right? This is uh, Jesus' um, instruction to Peter, tend my sheep, feed my sheep, uh, which mimics John 10 as well, uh, Jesus as the great shepherd. And so all of this, all of the, this, this whole entire uh, passage uh, really, really sums up uh, the gospel of John. And wraps it up with Peter, but not just Peter. Uh, what does it take to to be uh, to go and to bring forth all people? God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son to the end that all that believe in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. How do people come to know who Jesus is unless we go to tell people who Jesus is? That's what this passage is is, um, putting forth and and bringing forth, as well as sort of undoing that denial of Peter. We we last see Peter before he runs to the tomb um, being told, you're going to deny me three times, right? Three times that you are, are going to deny me before the cock crows. And so now, P- 
Peter, who's, who again is doing all the great Peter things, right? He's, he's the one to jump out of the boat now. He's the one to run to the tomb. He's the one to dive in while everybody else is rowing the boat to shore. Peter can't wait. He's going to get there, right, to go see Jesus. Peter always wears his heart on his sleeve. Now, as, as, as dinner is finished, as breakfast is finished, Jesus says to Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And this is one of those, this is one of those times where I don't necessarily, as a rule, pull out the Greek um, and say, here's a Greek word, right? Because this is, that's when, that's when people's eyes glaze over. You say, here's a Greek word, and people go, oh, Greek words, okay. But here's, but, but this is one of those ones because we know, most of us, this is Jesus says, Simon, son of John, do you agape me? That is, do you unconditionally love me? That agape love that we've, we, we've heard before, generally, if you've had to put up with being in church for a long time in life, the difference between agape and phileo and eros. Right? Those are the three types of love. There's, there's the unconditional love of, of God's love, and there's the phileo, friendship, deep love that we have for one another, and there's the eros, that's the romantic love. And so Jesus says, Simon, son of Peter, do you agape me? And Peter says, yes, Lord, I phileo you. Right? And he says, Simon, again, son of John, do you Agape me. Yes, Lord, I phileo you. So Jesus says, Simon, son of John, do you phileo me? And Peter's grieved because he said for the third time, do you love me? But yes, Lord, I feel like you. And I think this is, this is more than just Peter being reinstated. This is, this is Jesus bringing forth a new charge to Peter, but also Jesus doing what Jesus always does for us. Do you love me? Yeah. I love you, Jesus. I don't know if I love you the way that you want me to love you, but I love you. No, do you love me? Yeah, I, I just said, I love you. No, do you? Okay, well, do you love me? Even the way you're saying you love me. I'm coming to you. And then we have to come to that, that place. Yes, Lord. I love you. Feed my lambs. Tend my sheep. Feed my sheep. These are words that Jesus gives not just to Peter, but really Jesus is giving to the disciples. This is the great commission in John's gospel. This is the Lord's Supper again in John's gospel because there's no Lord's Supper in John's gospel. This is the call to the disciples because there is no no call to disciples. This is all these, follow me. 
is how this ends. Follow me. The invitation for us, the same way it is for Peter, the same way it is for Paul, Saul, in, in Acts, is to follow. Follow me. Love me. Feed my sheep. Tend my lambs. Feed my lambs. Go out into the world that people will know who I am. That last little bit in the Acts of the Apostles that we did leave off. In fact, it was going to be left off even more so. They, they said, well, I guess you can read a little bit more than that if you want to. Okay. I mean, why would you just stop it? I'm the Lord. But then Saul, as he goes into the synagogue, immediately proclaims Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed and said, Is this not the same man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon his name? And has he not come here for this purpose, to bring them bound before the chief priests? And, but Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded everybody who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. In many ways, this is, our, this is our life, this is our mission, this is our job. We are called to confound the people of the world with the love of Jesus. Confound them by proclaiming that Jesus is alive, but more than that, by, by pouring love onto people. Because of the love that Jesus has given us. Because the world, as Jesus says, is don't worry. This is, this is, a, this is a great, always a great encouragement. Don't worry. The world's going to hate you. <laughs> but the world's hated me first. I mean, so if we ever think that we're getting into this, this mission, this call, this charge to go in and that everybody is going to be so happy and excited and to, to hear us, to see us, to experience us, to listen to us, they're not. But it's all right. Because one of our charges is to confound the world. Jesus has confounded us. You probably remember being confounded once upon a time by Jesus' love. Peter, right now, is confounded by Jesus' love. He's not getting rebuked. He's not even being forgiven. Right? Jesus is just loving him. It's a mistake if we call this the passage where Peter was forgiven for his denial because there's nothing about forgiveness that's in here. But it is recommissioning. It is a letting him know that he's loved. It is a confounding of God's grace because God's grace is confounding. Because you and I have done nothing to earn or to
deserve the love of God, and yet it is for you anyway. That's what this passage is. And to each and every one of us, Jesus says to us, Do you love me? Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Follow me. Feed my lambs. Tend my sheep. For this is the call that we have been given. As disciples, as those who've been chosen, as those who've been healed and blessed and forgiven in this abundant life. Because in case you missed it, throughout the whole rest of the gospel, here's one more time. 153 sheep, or sheep, 153 fish, and the nets don't even break. Because the love of God is abundant. The life with God is abundant. The grace of God is abundant. The power of God is abundant. And we're called to go and to love and to confound, and to share that love with the world. Amen. Amen. Amen.